The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then don't host the Oscars, because that's kind of how it went. Nobody's watching anymore. G'day, guys. I'm Summer Helene. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Modder, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. And, and, and I have to do this in character. Okay. Okay. And we're talking about the fight against the belief that one nation, one people, <laughs> one race, one gender, one species has the right to dominate and use and control another with impunity. I think we become very disconnected from the natural world. Many of us are guilty of egocentric worldview. We believe we are the center of the universe. We go out in the natural world and plunder it for its resources. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow and steal her baby. Even when the cries of anguish are unmistakable, then we take her milk that is intended for her calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. Okay, so I'm guessing that was Joaquin Phoenix's speech we were talking about before. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say this. I'm pretty sure he's on more pharmaceuticals than me. That's saying something. I, I got to say, that, that he, he made points like I'm not big into, um, you know, the whole animal cruelty thing. I actually yeah. I'm very, very much against it. I think any normal human is. But there's just a certain way to present things, and that's not it. Is it time and place? Could it be possible? <laughs> well, the Oscars always catch me. They like, well, played nobody off. Everybody was st like stuck up there. I think maybe like one of the uh, tech awards, they kind of played him off. But no, he went on forever. It's like a two, he had like two and a half pages of incoherent uh, pharmaceutical-driven uh, uh, madness. I find it so bizarre. Like if you're losing viewership, why the hell would you make things worse? And why wasn't Phoenix? Like I, I have to say this. There's a point where you're like, okay, if you give it to Sean Penn, Joaquin Phoenix – or Marlon Brando, you're right, gonna get right. something weird, right? Maybe yeah. they wanted the ratings. I think this is kind of one of the reasons that Trump won, you know. And also, uh, Brad Pitt threw in a. He says, "Oh, but well, looks like I'm gonna get more than 30, 45 seconds up here, which is more than the impeachment trial did." You know, it's just, uh, yeah. you know what? I, I'm Brad Pitt's hard enough to get away with it. It's that simple. I like, know. Joaquin just, nobody Phoenix knows doesn't to... get that pass. He's just not hard. Well, like, there, yeah. there's a point where, like, the best way I ever heard it put was a comedian once said, there's, like, a hot ratio. Uh -huh. There's a – how hot a girl is oh, and how willing well, you are to hear about this. her cat. And so if a girl's really hot, you'll hear more about, a cat, about her cat. You, you, you'll sit there and let her talk about her cat. The less hot a girl is, the less willing you are – to let her talk about her cat. But there's a point where, where things, you know, kind of converge and it doesn't matter how hot she is, you don't want to hear any more about her fucking cat. I'd like to remind everyone right. every time we swear, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, Free MMA and the Humane Society. We swear because we care. And <laughs> Lex has to count this. She's going to kill you. Um, but, that, but that point where you just don't want to hear any more about the cat, is before mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix opened his mouth. Uh, Brad, Brad yeah. Pitt's hot enough that, like, a couple of cracks, you're like, okay, <laughs> I don't care if you get political. I, I got to right, say, you right. know, um, I'm really liberal, so I agree with the platform, but I wish, you know, kind of my fellows would shut up because they're doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> like, you're not yeah, selling it. You're doing it that, wrong. I wish they knew how impeachment actually worked. So yeah, see, uh, like, but that. I didn't yeah, even care about that. Like that. That's not what mm -hmm. bothers me. Mm. You are, people are welcome to their opinions, and even undereducated ones. I'm fine with that. My problem is when you say something in such an arrogant way, and such, and you're such an asshole. There's a point where it doesn't matter if you have a good point. It goes in the cat category. It doesn't matter 
how hot you are. I just don't want to hear about your freaking cat. So uh, yeah. when you're, I know, this this goes in both directions. Every time you see a hot number walk into a bar, that you just think, wow, that is the most beautiful creature ever. Somebody's out there saying, I am tired of that shit. <laughs> yes, but that's exactly mm-hmm. it. And that's, and that's men and women too, because you know men can be pretty too. You know, it's L.A. It happens. Like I just said, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with Brad Pitt's complaint. It's Joaquin Phoenix neurotic rant, but I'm like, really, man? Like, I, I know you're going to hate me for this. I'm pro Peter. I'm, like, big into animal rights. I, and I'm really freaking yeah. liberal. And I don't eat meat. So it's I kind love of animals. Me. Little garlic, little butter. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. All right. I, I'm more on the I don't really eat meat or like, you know, dead things. Um, but on the flip side, when you say it so obnoxiously, who wants to listen to you? Uh, well, as we said, uh, lowest ratings uh, ever. So, yeah. Well, I, I always use Pamela Anderson for this. <clears throat> Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. at one point in the world was the hottest woman in the world. Barna. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was uh, 90. June of 95 to, I think, uh, April of 98. Really? Cool. Mm -hmm. Now, she did the Peter ads, you know, I'd rather go naked than wear fur. Yeah. Pamela Anderson going naked. Yeah. Who's ever seen that before? Well, who's going to complain? Thank you, Pamela. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much. We support that. But there's a point where the fact that she's a genuinely nice human being and sweet is Mm -hmm. awesome. But the flip side is um, like on stacked and her other shows, she doesn't demand a vegan diet for the crew. She doesn't push any of that stuff. Her choice is her choice. So she really doesn't piss anyone off. She also doesn't get up and say it at award shows. Now, let's. (laughs) uh, (laughs) How many awards is she actually getting? A lot, but mostly from, like, MTV and VH1 in the 90s. The point is... The point is... What is a bunch of Razzies for barbed wire? That was a terrible movie. But if you... I know people that went vegan because of her. I know people that went became vegetarians because of her. There is not one person in the world that's going to turn around and be like, that is not already of that opinion, is going to turn right. around and be like, Joaquin Phoenix made sense. Is is it is it ironic that Pamela Anderson is probably like at this point made up about at least seventy five percent artificial foot materials? <laughs> well, she, see, she's not taken from animals. The point is, you you just have to. I think people have to realize vegan have, breast implants. Like, no, just silicon. No. <laughs> a technical name would be If it's vegan. not out there, I see a market. I see <laughs> a market. Just saying. I know a lot of people that would buy. <laughs> I'm just Sadly, saying. So do I. <laughs> there is a way to do things without alienating people. And the only people that are going to agree with Joaquin Phoenix are people that already agree with Joaquin Phoenix or people that are really, really high. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm already kind of of that opinion. Of, I saw a lot of rolling eyes, generally in the back of the person that they put the camera on while the speech was happening, but there was a lot of people going there, oh, Jesus Christ, really? But but that's the point, and half of these people we all knew you were going opinion. to win, Joaquin. <clears throat> you know? And I'm sure somebody was like, we got to, come on, we got to roll this guy off. But no, he just kept going. Just kept going. Uh, you know, it seemed a bit earnest. You know, he said, he, uh, you know, many of us are guilty of an egocentric worldview and believe that the center of the universe, you know, but it's like, all right, here we go. We fear a personal change and need to sacrifice something to give something up to for human beings are best and creative and inventive, we can develop implement systems of change. Like, I don't know, beneficial to all sentient beings. I'm not opposed to his message. I'm opposed to him being an egocentric <coughs> douche. Like, I'm not opposed <laughs> to his message. That's not my problem. My problem is, if I believe what he believes, he has now alienated anyone 
that would agree that way. And I think. Right. I, think I mean, I think, I think his speech is getting more traction on the Internet. Uh, there's I'm taking this from a article from The Guardian entitled uh, The Speech That Broke the Internet. So just because something's getting traction doesn't make it good. You oh, know? well aware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, th- but that's exactly it. it. It comes down to whether you agree, if you agree with him and you, and you genuinely agree with him and some of his points, I actually agree with. But once he said them, I'm kind of like, fuck you. I'm going to eat a cheeseburger and I don't eat meat. <laughs> like, like, I just want to go buy a cheeseburger to spite Joaquin Phoenix. I, I will say this. I mean, I remember the documentary Supersize Me uh, about the guy who ate McDonald's uh, for like a month. Although that was he was really like good. Some, he was like some weird, uh, like strict vegan. No, he was a diet. pescatarian. He was a pescatarian whose girlfriend was a vegan. Yeah, well, before he did the documentary, I'm not talking about now. So he went oh, from okay. that to only eating McDonald's. So, <laughs> yeah, that's going to throw your body in a little wacky, you know? Uh, but I, when I returned the DVD, I, there was a McDonald's on my way home. I stopped by. <laughs> Hadn't like, been there, hadn't been there in a couple of months. I will say it actually. I watched it and it made me want McDonald's what a too. Powder, what a quarter powder, lots <laughs> of chicken McNuggets. But that's yeah. the point. when I actually I loved Super Size Me. Um, but and I even the say, chicken McNuggets, right? You know, but even if I don't want to eat them, the chicken McNuggets now, but I I just want to leave them on the counter and maybe eat them uh, in the next presidential election cycle. Yeah, they'll Six, still be good. Months, they'll be fine. They'll still be oh. Oh, I'm talking like in 2016. You know, oh yeah, they're still good. I great. We can go backwards in time. The uh, I think <laughs> I, I no, I get it. I just, but that's it. There's a point where if you're trying to get your point across, like Brad Pitt, he's hot enough and articulate enough. As long as he made one comment, everyone will let it pass. If they agree, they agree. If they don't, they don't. Then there's Joaquin Phoenix. Like he could save. Mother Teresa, and everyone would go, yeah, but he's really smug. <laughs> like, there's a point I mean, where it's like... <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't think that The Joker was that great a movie, but he did a fantastic job in it. In it. Uh, but, you know, that being said, it's like, you know, this is one of the only time where you do your job and you get to, you know, maybe you get a trophy and and, and you yak about things for uh, I know, but in normal jobs, I don't. I don't think people in normal jobs get like trophies and things for them. I think that's just our jobs. Like normal people get promotions, we get <laughs> trophies. Um, we have to go to break. When we come back, we will talk about a little bit more about the styrofoam and chicken substitute that makes up McNuggets. Um, kidding. Uh, but now I want McDonald's. Like I do. I, I hate Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. I'm Summer Helene. We're with my, uh, Paul Michael Bowen, my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, 
business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Scott Haskin for that fantastic music. I always feel like we're walking through an epic. And welcome back, of course, to my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. And I do want to give mm. a quick shout-out to uh, Amanda's Tea Room. She's doing our giveaway today, um, which is two teas. She does a great English tea. I love going there. Our, we have that. We have... Um, a float at True Rest, Las Vegas or Sedona. You can use it at any True Rest float spa and a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. And a quick shout out to um, Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. Thank you for always making me look gorgeous when I feel like I'm going to die. The new Palm Springs diet, spread under your tongue and get skinny. So, yeah, I, I'm just kind of – Paul, what should our uh, giveaway what, – what, what are we doing? We've got three giveaways today. We've got the float, we've got the ATV uh, ride, and we've got uh, tea for two. Okay, uh, so we need three different questions, or we just need one question? Let's do one, and we'll give people a choice. Okay, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's first big break was alongside the likes of Steve Martin and Keanu Reeves. What movie was it? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I would have gone with something about hanging out with a Viper Room and people are ding. I like your question better. Um, ah, yeah. Yeah, that was the second one, yeah. The wrong, the wrong, the wrong he, actor OD. That's all I'm saying. He he did. He did in his speech. He did like uh, say uh, a lyric of a song that River wrote. Really? Wrote. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, "Run to the Rescue with Love and Peace Will Follow." I gotta say, like, I, I know I was saying drinking. Seventeen years, like it's yeah. We we were talking during the break. <laughs> Are we surprised? It's the beginning of emo. Mm, no. Um, and I love And that was not, and I, yes, I know River was, was not 17 when he passed away. That's when he wrote it. I should it. say violently OD'd. He was 17 <laughs> when he wrote that. According yeah, to his away, brother. So. Passed yeah. away implies like him. a slow, subtle death. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, don't do drugs, kids. Because, you know. Well, you know, either you wind up ODing when you're way too young or you make a three minute and 27 second speech at the Oscars that uh, is kind of in that is deserving of that one insult from Billy Madison. The one where it's like, you know, uh, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. You know, that one. But OK. I've got I, my soapbox. I don't know. I just I, there's, there's a point where you have to turn around. And you're like, OK. If I get that everyone wants to make a political point, but how can you do it in a good way? Mm -hmm. Which one? He made about 30. Oh, okay, he made 30, but in general... Yeah, he... Focus. 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 Yeah, like you brought up one that I really yep. like. Like, I'd love people to be like, you know, mm. what, 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 do you, what did you say? It was, I think, my agent. Oh, the ag-gag laws. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, contact your senator, contact your house reps. Uh, there's these things called ag-gag laws or agricultural gag order where uh, if anybody videotapes the animal cruelty that is happening in these factory farms, they get sued? They face criminal charges? Yeah, say no to ag-gag laws. I actually met a, met a girl who was going, who was who did some you know undercover journalism at some sort of Kauschwitz-type uh, area Mm -hmm. I, I would, that is an actual nickname for a certain area in California where the cows are stacked in 
uh, you know, like like the first time you pack a suitcase. Yep. You know, ever? Yeah, you just it, it it's it's you're never it's never closes easy. You know what I'm saying? They're just like stuck. That's terrible. But yeah, so uh, yeah, removing a removal of agag laws would be a good thing. But if people hey, would be like, and, hey, let's, you know, that, but that is relevant to film and journalism like that. Okay, cool. It's kind of like, okay, I've got some activism here, but I'm also sort of staying in my lane and not off-putting. Like, I, I don't want to off-put mm. people. And that, that kind yeah. of bothers me. That's, that's, that's the issue with, I mean, Trump was a uh, universally, uh, universally liked person. Then he ran for president. Half the country hates him. If Oprah yep. runs, same thing's going to happen to her. Same thing's going to happen to her. You got to get, you, if, you, if you go into politics or you say, because right now we're at a time where I can say one thing and one side will blindly believe whatever the hell I just said. And the other side will call me a racist. So <laughs> this is, yeah. Pull you racist. Crazy. I know. <laughs> so does everybody else. I've been called a horrible racist in my past. Really? Why? I'm actually pretty good at it. I'm actually pretty good at it. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why they call me that. Kidding. I'm kidding. To a point. I don't know. I just... Now, I just <laughs> you're going to get us so many hate tweets. Go to the corner. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's like a sport. I come from Detroit. It's like a sport plus. Okay, <laughs> See how I pissed everyone off? Uh, no, it was just like how we did, how we were. We, you know, I played the dozens. We, we did salt each other's moms and salt each other's heritage. And then we go have a beer with one another. It's just, you know, I'm yeah, it's one that. more violent places in America, but still, you know, <laughs> that was what I love. Paul, Paul mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a millennial. Don't tell me things like this. You're going to ruin my safe space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> Why do I feel like I got a microaggression in my pants? You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I get it. I just, I don't understand what's happening. And Paul, it's our people that are leading the charge. Uh, uh, okay. No, it's my generation that made them this way. All right. You know? <laughs> I still <laughs> well, have a theory. Everything went wrong with Samuel Smith's cranberry ale. I, my I'm generation just, just would have stopped and said, no, we ain't buying that. We wouldn't be in any of the problems we are today. I get it. Your gener well, your generation raised my generation, and my generation is kind of a bunch of sooks. It's our fault. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's us. Sorry. But but cutting all of that out, like, I, I blame the boomers. But um, cut, cutting cutting all of that out, and all joking aside, the, I think Hollywood is kind of Lost cutting touch. off their nose. Yeah, a little bit. And now, I get it. When you, so when you there, work for everyone that doesn't know, when you work in entertainment, you really do kind of end up in a bubble. You see the same people, you work with the same people, you interact with the same people, and it becomes almost like an echo chamber. Almost everyone has the same political views to a point. I mean, it differs. Yeah, but not they, a, they, do, they do a pretty good job of weeding out that problematic uncle at family gatherings on the crew. Quite a bit. Yeah, so, they, yeah. It, it's it's true. Every, it kind of becomes this echo chamber. Everyone yeah. you date, everyone you know, everyone's in entertainment. It's kind of who you're with, and it's who you become friends with. It's who you spend time with. And, yeah, and they were and they were pissed off that there weren't enough women nominated in the directing category. Now, uh, this this actually I think points to uh, a bigger problem that uh, the Oscars have had, which is uh, basically awarding. Uh, dinosaurs for basically just, uh, I don't know, taking a shit and filming it and saying, calling it, here you go, people, it's the Irishman. So, um, I am actually, I think the Oscars are dying the death it needs to. I don't believe there's a future in the Oscars. I think the next big award show is going to come out. It's going to be internet based, not on television, because I don't know anyone that actually watches regular television anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who does? But it, it's going to it's going to be internet based. It's going to be streaming, and people, if you could access it and vote and give people a voice, people would give a shit. More people care about American Idol than the Oscars. Uh, and if you're not going to put out yeah. films like The Avengers, 
Like I'm, I know. Like if you're not going to put up films like The Avengers, films people actually enjoy, mm. people aren't going to care. And it's not that our that, films that can't do said, well. Parasite is an amazing movie, and my second favorite of the year. I was pulled for 1917. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not. I I Mm -hmm. think indie films, I think foreign films, I think we just need to be more inclusive to regular films and tent poles. And I think even if we put different categories or something, but you take away everything most people give a shit about, the only thing that is left is the dresses, and Joan Rivers died, so no one even has her snarky commentary to get through it. Because she was right. I know, and the fact that the that the academy didn't uh, put her uh, card up for her in the in, <gasps> that was horrible. Yeah, I'm like hell. I even know she's been in a few movies. She's even directed a movie. Well, but they put uh, Michael Jackson, hmm. and she was more involved than him. I'm just saying. Right. I mean, um, he was what the Wiz, uh, the and Joan then he had Rivers, a cameo in Men Joan in Black. Rivers. Joan Rivers was a goddamn institution. That's all there yes. is to it. Like, Absolutely. That's my point. Point. And God bless that woman, you know, who yeah. I think one of the last things she said, if I have one more face left, I'm going to be sporting a goatee. I love that line. <laughs> I love that line with every bit of my being. <laughs> I, I love Joan I hope <laughs> one day to run into Joan's daughter so I can tell her how much I love that line from her mother. And that's she's her on the show. She's actually pretty chill. We'll invite her on the show. I'm Summer Helly. Right. We are on with my co we've got a break. We're on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen, and we'll be right back with our very, very special guest after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. 
G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And we are on with our very, 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 very special guest, um, Jasmine Shojai. Am I pronouncing that right, Shojai? I know we've had you on before and I mess this up every time. That's okay. Yeah, Shojai is correct. She's an internationally published model and emerging actress. She's been in Maxim USA, called the German and Parisian Beauty, the International Smoke Show. Oh, I like that. Uh, her biggest achievements up to date have been winning the national title of Australia's top glamour model of 2017 and 18. She's been in magazines, TV shows, her recent cover for Playboy. Uh, she was nominated for Playmate of the Month. She appeared in Playboy magazine franchise six times. Wow. In Australia, she's been the guest star on Channel 10's The Sunday Project. Uh, you may also recognize her from Naked News in Canada. She's played roles in the U.S. film The Alliance and an Australian mini series called At the Phoenix. Both are set to premiere this year. G'day, Jasmine. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Um, I am almost awake. It's great. It's more than I usually <laughs> am. So I, it's so strange for me to hear another Australian accent. I have to say I'm so used to Americans that it, it, yeah. it, it catches me off guard for a sec. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> so tell us a little about yourself. I know I read off your bio. But people are always interested in who you are. You've been on the show before. You were a very, very popular guest. Um, can you tell everyone that hasn't listened to you and hasn't uh, tuned in when you've been on before just a little bit about yourself? Well, yeah, I'm very passionate about my career. I'm pretty much progressing in, in all the different things that I'm doing right now. Um, and just recently I did another cover for Playboy Croatia so they had me on again in October just last year for the second time and um, yeah Maxim USA and Maxim Mexico for the first time um, put a online interview um, with me just last month and I'm working on a variety of projects I'm really trying to extend myself um, I'm a huge fan when it comes to fashion and beauty so I'm you know collaborating with a lot of different brands right now and working on a number of fashion and beauty projects. Now, what's been the hardest thing for you? You moved into modeling. You're doing quite well at it. What's been the most surprising response you've gotten from people? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say this is surprising because obviously in a very competitive industry, people can be critical, wh whether it's for good reasons or not. So, you know, I have received a lot of, um, you know, mostly very good feedback um, constructive criticism and then sometimes you'll have those random people like people who aren't even in the industry and they'll look at your stuff and they'll you know they'll just be terrible in other words so you know often you know I've experienced mostly positive feedback but you will get negative feedback as well and I guess the hardest part is especially if you are going through a very strenuous or challenging period of time you'll find that having to deal with that and then having to deal with anything else on top of it is can be very challenging and very difficult. So trying to stay positive and keep my chin up has been one of those things where I'm not struggling with, but there will be times when I lose a bit of self-confidence as you do when you go through very difficult um, challenges. I think it's that moment where you're just saying in your head to the other person, like, will you please shut up, Jesus? I've said that a lot in my head. I can't say it out loud because I'd get fired. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I say that a lot when people are like, oh, I have this screenplay that I did one time with this, that, and the other, and I'm going to criticize this and complain about this. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. you work at a bakery. Not that there's exactly. anything wrong with working at a bakery. <laughs> And it's not like we don't do that on the show every week or anything like that. I'm yeah, saying. pretty much. I know. It's like, this is what Paul and I do every week is rip is apart this, whatever is this, does. Is this, is this real irony or is this like Alanis Morissette irony? I don't know. A little more like Alanis Morissette irony. Okay, fair enough. I can't tell um, anymore. Song just screwed everything up. Right. I did. She, she really changed irony. <laughs> now, for you, um, moving forward, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do in the industry? Well, I really want to progress into beauty and fashion, which I've already started doing. So I'm collaborating with a lot of brands at the moment. Um, one of the beauty brands I'm working with is Drunk Elephant. So I've done a beauty review 
video on one of their products and it's on my Instagram right now. And they're, they're very amazing. So they sent me this whole kit and they're, yeah, their line of products are really good quality. They're very consistent and they actually work. Well, I, so, I, um, I gotta say you had me at drunk elephant I love the name that yeah is, that is a fantastic it sticks out from the crowd like I it thought does urban, De- urban decay had a good one but it kind of blends in I like drunk elephant now mm-hmm. what kind um is it now I, we have a lot of people okay twitter thank you very much people on twitter yeah. uh where can pe- where can people find you if they want to see photos and if they want to check well, you out and follow you on social media, calm down, Twitter. <laughs> well, they can find me on, on Twitter as Jasmine underscore Shojai. And um, for Facebook and Instagram, it's Jasmine Shojai Models. So those are my main pl- platforms. But I'm doing a lot of video content as well, and that will be on YouTube and on the Daily Motion. What's the most challenging thing you've faced so far? The most challenging thing, I think this year alone actually was very challenging. Last year was challenging as well, but even the beginning of this year was very um, difficult. A lot of people would have heard already about the Australian fires, so that actually kind of affected everyone in a way because even if you weren't personally affected, sometimes job opportunities or workplaces were were slowing down because it it was affecting other people that perhaps... You know what I mean? Like it's like a, yeah. a, a ripple effect. effect. So, yep. Yep. And so that was very interesting. And then I guess for me, like I, I just had a lot of, you know, I had a lot of people come and go throughout my life and whether it was on a professional or personal level. So just having to deal with a lot of, um, a lot of dishonesty has been very difficult for me. So the, the, the beginning of this year, even now has been truly challenging, um, especially when you just want to be positive and you want to do your very best, but then you have to deal with perhaps people who you think are supportive and, and, but are deceitful on the side. And, and it can be very, like, can be very negative. And I think, and I think I've told this to many people, it's that, what's more important to you, you know what I mean? And and if it's your career, then you, you have to do whatever you can to keep moving forward despite what what is happening in the background. So that for me has been my latest challenge. <laughs> and that makes sense. I think a lot of the time careers take precedence over relationships and something I learned is it's very difficult to friendships, relationships, to be involved with anyone outside the industry because they have no idea what you're dealing with or what you do on an ongoing basis. And I hate to sound uh, macabre and, you know, all kinds of emo. I'm going to sound really emo, but they just don't get it. (laughs) Exactly. You just have to be used to having an absentee relationship with somebody that actually lives under the same roof with. Yeah, I, you know, I got to say, when I was like 18, um, I married a, a guy in the US military. Um, and it, it pretty much, he was gone all the time. He was over in Iraq. And I was working all the time. So who noticed? See? No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I, I adore him. He's a great guy. But I, I did notice. But I don't know if that would have worked out so well with the amount I was working and gone if. I, you know, if he wasn't in Iraq, there is no nice way of saying that. Good God. Um, but, Sorry. <laughs> we have to go to break. I need to get my head on straight. Um, when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more with Jasmine. Um, for those of you writing in on Twitter about can relationships work in the film industry and entertainment industry, friendships, relationships. Yeah, they can just, you know, marry Goldie Horn. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with our very, very special guest, Jasmine Shojai, and we're on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. We'll oh, be right back. Kurt Russell. This. I like Kurt Russell. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and our very, very, very special guest, Jasmine Shojai. And for the guys that were asking on Twitter, I'm jumping over to the question. Uh, wow. Okay. Nope. Uh, they want to know if you have a boyfriend. That's um, <laughs> well, a lot I'll, of questions I'll... on if you have a boyfriend. A lot of questions sure. on if you have a boyfriend and if you want if you have a girlfriend. Okay. Oh, okay. Now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow um well you know i appreciate all of my fr- fans i i will admit you know i'm i'm heterosexual but in, in saying that i appreciate all of my fans and i'm just focusing on my career for now so relationships aren't in my radar <laughs> so nickel's worth of free advice even if you're in a relationship never tell anyone and um yeah just just a nickel's worth of free advice and now you have a reality show coming up Mm-hmm. And it pretty much is going to be online on my Daily Motion channel, which is Jasmine Shojai TV, if anyone wants to follow that now, because I have most of my professional videos already on there. So I found the platform just a very clean and easy, easy to use yeah, platform. So I'm going to be exclusively putting my reality series on there. And it's so, my Daily Motion? Yeah, it's a, the, is this an alternative to YouTube? Since YouTube seems to be blowing up and imploding all at the same time. It is an alternative. I just found mm-hmm. it very basic, very easy to use, and I just found the whole setup just very good. Um, whether you were a user or whether you were someone who you know was just subscribing and viewing um, any of the videos. So I will it's be trying this platform out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm looking at this platform. I'm like, I'm Googling this as we're saying this. And I should know okay. more about this, but geez, it's it's not as popular here as it is outside the country. It's mm-hmm. really popular in Canada. Um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it runs like an old YouTube before YouTube, you know, um went and became yeah, a complete total dick. Um <laughs> so I like that. Good choice. Very good choice. Please continue. Sorry. That's okay. So um, it will be exclusive to the Daily Motion, um, and people will basically see it will be like a bi monthly show. So we're starting it on very slowly. We're basically focusing on the quality and the content and all the major projects that I'm doing in real life. So people will get to see a lot of stuff that I'm doing that I don't reveal on social media. So it really pretty much shows the inside of my life a little bit more and how I feel about certain things and certain moments perhaps because, you know, for example, you see photos on my social media and that obviously was from a photo shoot. But in the reality series, people get to see me, you know, doing the photo shoot in real life, um, talking about how I felt afterwards or perhaps before. So they'll really get the insides of what happens when I'm working and what happens when I'm not working as well. So that's really cool. Uh, our next question on Twitter. Okay. So the people asking how she feels about Donald Trump, one shame on you. We don't like to talk about that subject. Um, <laughs> two, two, she's Australian. We, okay have liberal, we have liberal and labor. It's a whole different thing. We're on the Westminster system. Um, 
Just saying. It's a whole different yeah, because thing. Because the toilets go in the opposite direction. <laughs> no, but I just had someone ask me who the Australian president is, and now I have to explain okay. what a prime minister is online. Paul Hogan, so, right? It's, it's Paul, Hogan. Paul Hogan. You right? know what, yeah. Paul? Yeah. You know what, Desmond, <laughs> back me up here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for you, uh, how do you like working? Do you prefer working in Australia or do you like working out of Australia? Well, Funny enough, I I really enjoy working everywhere, but I I will admit all of the photo shoots and experiences I've I've done in the United States and Canada as well have been absolutely amazing. So at the moment, I can't really compare anything to to those. And um, yeah, I always love coming back. <laughs> good 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 answer. That was very PC. I like that. She's like, I'm not going to impugn myself in any way. Um, what are you most excited about? that's coming up just in your life? Is it the show? Is it a modeling gig? Is it seeing where you're going? Cause I know every time we check in with you, you have more going on. Um, and people here love to hear about it. And I do have some questions and some advice that people want and we'll get there. But mm. what are you most excited about? Well, I'm excited about a lot of things. So to kind of pack it into one, I'm excited about extending into the beauty and fashion industry, doing a lot more projects um, regarding that. And I'm excited to return to the States this year. So um, there's still a plan to be confirmed, but I know it's happening. So I'm, I'm excited about all of it. Now, what kind of imprint, and I'm going to ask you about how to get in it and how to do modeling and people asking about your diet. But the one question I want to ask because you have such a wide array of what you're doing, people in entertainment, the entertainment industry always want to leave a f- footprint. They always want to leave their mark. What do you want your mark to be? I want my mark to be that you can be, as much as it sounds a bit cheesy, that you can be sexy, you can be stunning, you can do all these amazing things. You can pretty much do whatever you want, yet still be a really good person still contribute to society in a, in a, in a smart way, like still be honest, still be, still have a heart, still, you know, be a warm person. And I'm not saying that people who are in the street aren't kind people, but you know, the, I have to say, I just, I, I will admit, I, I met a lot of selfish pers- people on, on this journey. So it was, um, it was very hard to comprehend that at least from a, from a humanity point of view, because, you know, I like to believe that everybody is, you know, kind and, and they want to be honest or they at least want to um, not be selfish. And, yeah, so without being too negative, you know, I definitely want to show people that you can be this, you know, you can do all these amazing things and, and, and all that, but you can also be a very good person at the same time. So I guess I want to stand up for that. And I, and I definitely want to stand up for all the women or, you know, men and children as well who've been through domestic violence um, as I've been through that. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in many things. <laughs> I like that. Well, the, I will say this. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I got from uh, when I got in the film industry um, was from the president of Paramount Pictures way back. And he said, it's not the people in the industry that have made it that are assholes. It's the people that think they have and the way they prove they have is by stepping on you. And mm-hmm. that's something I found to be really, really true. The further you get into the industry, the nicer people are because it's a really small community. I mean, a very, very small community. So at least here in the States, um, you don't really have the room to step on people unless you're, you know, Brad freaking Pitt and he's a nice person. Um, <laughs> So it, it's it's really not the people that have made it that act like total dirtbags. It's the people that think they have and the people that want to show you they have by poking at you and using you as an example to make themselves feel better. It's like a bully on the playground. So anyone you've found that's genuinely in the industry and genuinely doing this, they're usually really nice people. Harvey Weinstein accepted. Um, just saying. Ex- yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're getting near the end of the show, so we need to know where your social media links are, and where people yeah. can find you. Um, so on yeah Twitter, it's Jasmine underscore Shojai. For Facebook and Instagram, it's Jasmine Shojai Model. Um, for OnlyFans as well, if people want to see explicit content, it's um, Jasmine underscore Shojai. And of course, for the Daily Motion, where my reality web series will premiere. 
um, it is Jasmine Shojai TV. Now, one of the questions that, uh, we got asked a lot on here is what diet do you follow to keep your body? I have a lot of women asking that one. Well, honestly, it's been very hard, especially with, with all this stress that's happened this year. So I, I haven't been the best with my diet, but I try to avoid eating too many carbs or too many bad carbs. And I find the worst carbs are really anything that contains too much gluten. So pasta, pizza, um, you know, buns, you know, anything that's just really full of carbohydrates. So I tend to be more of a low carb diet and I try to eat foods that are, that are more clean. They don't have to be non-fattening, but they just have to be more clean for your body to digest and so on. Okay. And then uh, what's your exercise routine? Um, I try to at the moment, but usually I exercise four to five times a week. And even just one hour at the gym can make a huge difference. I like that. Um, I do want to say, speaking of exercise, uh, a friend of the show, Jared Fiorda, the guy that owns Free MMA, he's the punch in the face guy. He has a fight next Friday. Uh, I don't know where I'll put it up on social media because I know you guys asked about that, his last fight. So I'm going to shout that out to Twitter real quick because I don't remember where his fight is or what it is, but I swear I'll put it on Twitter. Um, exercise made me think of that, people punching each other for some reason. Now, what do you mean an hour? Now, an hour at the gym, do you just mean cardio? Do you mean what, what kind of hour? So an hour needs to be like nonstop in a way. You're allowed to take five-minute breaks in between things if you need to, depending on your fitness levels. But, um, you know, it could be cardio. It could be weights. But I usually like to mix things up. Unless I really feel like burning off a lot of fat, I usually think having a combination of different gym equipment can give you more benefit rather than just sticking to one, although I'm not an expert here. So you just want to do things that will definitely work for you. And I mean, a lot of people find just by going on the treadmill that that's enough for them. And it depends on your goals as well. So some people really, really want to tone up or perhaps gain muscle. And then in that case, you know, it's a completely different um, routine altogether. I like that. So, guys, jump on her social media, jump on her Instagram, jump on her Twitter, follow her. You can ask her private questions. Paul, everyone can find you on Facebook, Twitter. Facebook. Uh, yeah, yes. both places. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm Summer Helene. Thank you very, very, very much to our very special guest, Jasmine Shojai. Thank you for being on the show. Um, we'll put up some stuff, guys, so you can track her down and follow her. Wait for her new show. And of course, thank you to my very uh, to my co-host, uh, Paul Michael Bolin, to the people getting me on Twitter with the rest of your questions. I can't do anything about it. We're at the end of the show. Have a nice day, uh, and we'll see you next week, guys. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.